Hey there, welcome to the Her Freedom Podcast with Natasha Ann Miller, where we shamelessly pursue truth and her. I'm your host, Natasha Ann Miller. I am a wife, mother, mentor, and freedom advocate. Although I wear many hats, I will be the first to say that I am an imperfect woman that is still in process. Yet, I refuse to remain stagnant or fearful when it comes to becoming the best version of myself. Girl, you were created to live in divine freedom, not just seasonally, but every day. Let's discover together what freedom song the Lord is writing over our lives because her freedom is your freedom. Welcome to episode three in our series as we focus on how to cultivate a lifestyle that is fueled by God's word. The first two episodes, I shared my personal journey of learning the importance of diving into God's word, as well as sharing with you uh, practical tips to help start that up in your personal life. But today I have a very special guest who is going to come and share how God so uniquely revealed to her a a practical and revolutionary way to apply his word to our everyday life. Welcome, Miss Rutendo Melody Gambiza. She is the founder and creator of Hosting Heaven. And I'm just so honored to have her here with us. She's all the way from South Africa. Woohoo! How are you doing? I am awesome. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to just come and connect and share with the women that you minister to. I'm excited for tonight. Yes, I am too. So Before we get started with this interview, I would love for you to share who you are and what you do. So my name is Rutendo, which is a Shona name, Melody Kanguru, now Gambiza. I am a month into marriage, which has been such an exciting journey for me. So uh, Rutendo is actually a Shona name that is a play uh, between belief and having faith. And Melody um, is a name my father gave me, which uh, turned out being prophetic because I also am in worship ministry. I'm originally from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. uh, in a small town called Muliriro. It's a township. And I would assume that probably in, you, you, you would consider it uh, somewhat of your, your Bronx in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, them townships in Africa, basically. Okay. Uh, but I come from a very humble beginning. Um, mm-hmm. It's just this the city. I remember telling my husband um, over the holiday while we were getting ready for our wedding and we were traveling back home and he was driving me back home. And I remember telling him that I grew up in a, in a small little town where just outside of our little town was a farm. So essentially there wasn't anything else out there. Mm-hmm. We were the last in that small little township. And right behind us was Lepus uh, Camp. Uh, so you can, tr- I'm trying to get you to, to imagine the, 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 the kind of background that I'm coming from. It's, it's really a humble place. And I've just seen God literally take a child whose who's only connection with anything outside of the place where, where she was growing up was probably television and seeing people that were outside of the country to a point where God took me from that space and God connected me to a scholarship that eventually led me to South Africa where I did my varsity. And I've just seen the hand of God literally just build me 
So, you know, a lot of people say uh, I'm self-made. I'm, I'm essentially God-made. So that is Melody. I am the founder of Hosting Heaven, which is uh, basically an organization that was birthed from a book called Hosting Heaven that God inspired me to write. And from this book, God then told me to write a study guide, which essentially was just this book that would have questions that would allow young millennial Christian women to ask themselves really pertinent and important questions about their spiritual journey. Because a lot of times we, we are going through the spiritual journey and it seems like very fluffy and immeasurable and just something that you kind of hope, you're kind of hoping you're doing enough. And God was like, you know what? My word is very, very certain. Like in my word, if you open my word and you read my word, you would know what is on my heart. You would know what I love. I love for orphans to be taken care of. I love for widows to be taken care of. I love it for you to pray without ceasing. I love it for you to take care of your body because it is the temple of God. So you could literally intentionally, strategically set goals that, that aid you to become the fullest and best version of yourself. And so God allowed me to create the study guide, which then gave birth to the Hosting Heaven Planner, which is uh, something that um, young women can now literally use to create monthly goals, uh, monthly spiritual goals for themselves. And so God has just really taken me on this very interesting direction where he is wanting people to, to become more disciplined in their spiritual journeys. And he's saying, you could actually look at your life and judge yourself that you may not be judged. Remember that scripture. Yeah. And, and he was saying, you could literally look into your life and you could tell yourself if, if you truly are walking a, a, a walk that is worthy of the call. So that is essentially Melody. Uh, recently married. Um, we don't have babies as yet. And I still need a year to get ready for a baby. So to get ready for a baby, I, 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 I bought a plant. Uh, <laughs> I bought a plant, so I'm going to take care of the plant. And if I can take care of the plant this year, then um, I will sit, we'll certainly start trying out for a baby next year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I told you guys that we were going to be in for a treat. Okay, Melody is already stirring me up. I'm getting excited. I can totally feel the presence of God because just her sharing her humble beginnings and how God made her into the woman that she is right now. And she is a new wife. Okay, so let's make sure that we clap for her and that we bless her in her, her new marriage. And I know that when you do enter into motherhood, you're going to do great. I'm on baby number three. I'm pregnant with, with baby number three right now. So it's just such a, a beautiful journey. So you kind of like briefly went into your journey, even with God, you know, in regards to him revealing to you the importance of his word. And I loved how you said that we can become so in tune with the word of God and knowledgeable in the word of God that we're able to even judge our own lives and see, okay, are we producing fruit? So what age or what season of life did God begin to unlock that in you? And did you always have a value for his word? So I believe that, um, and I consider this my first encounter with God. Yeah. Um, I believe that God visited me in a very unique way when I was, uh, I think I was around uh, seven, eight. So I would have been uh, probably in my grade threes, grade fours, very young. And I remember this specific day as though it were yesterday. And when I share it every time, I get goosebumps because I truly believe that that's when I encountered the presence of God initially in my life. 
I remember we had just received these uh, small little Bibles uh, called Gideon Bibles. They were New Testament Bibles. We had these missionaries who were coming into Africa and they were bringing the word of God through these small little Bibles. And so they would give them out to primary school children. And so we had gotten these small little Gideon Bibles. And that was my very first ever Bible. And I loved the small little Bible. And I remember specifically one, uh, this one day, uh, I'm coming from, play, from playing. And I remember specifically that on that day, it was a very hot day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took my Gideon Bible for one reason or the other. I don't really remember. But I remember specifically sitting on the stool you know, just outside of our home. And I was, I was reading the book of Revelation. So I want you to imagine a seven-year-old reading the wow. book of Revelation, <laughs> as complicated as it was. Mm. Um, and I remember reading about these horses and I remember these things, you know, wars coming in and all of these very, very uh, mysterious things happening. And I remember specifically that I felt conviction on that mm. day. A seven-year-old young girl wow. uh, felt some conviction, the heavy weight of sin on her. And, and I specifically remember in that moment, making a personal decision as a seven year old, that there was good and there was bad mm-hmm. and that there was God and that there was the devil and that I, I wanted to make it to heaven. And mm-hmm. I was just seven years old. And so that's my first encounter with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Now I grew up in a, in, in more of a Catholic church um, until I started going to varsity and, and I made a personal decision to go more on the more charismatic route, but I'm, I'm actually raised Catholic. I can't speak for other um, Catholic congregations, but I do remember that in our Catholic uh, congregation, there was, you would get the word from the pulpit, but there wasn't much emphasis on you have to go home and read it. Mm. In fact, so much so that I grew up and I became a t- teenager and we didn't have a Bible in our home. Mm. And the practice of reading the word of God was not something that our, our family naturally just did. And the fascinating thing is I always say that I don't necessarily believe in luck and I don't enter into competitions because I'm very big on hard work. But the one competition that I entered into, it was a raffle for a Bible and our family won their first ever Bible. And so I like to say that my relationship with the word of God is, 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 is such a fascinating journey because God literally gifted me my, my first actual full Bible because the Gideon Bible was only the Old Testament, if you still remember. So those two stories are very integral in my, in my relationship with the word of God. Um, and it was only when uh, God really started calling me into a space where I started personally hosting him as an individual, when I actually started realizing that, no, you, you actually need to read the word for yourself. Yeah. And not only do you need to just read the word for yourself, you need to actually practice what the word is saying. Yeah. Uh, for me, Christianity and going to church had, had really just been a part of what, what we did on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't really have to leave, live out the life. Yeah. But when I entered into the space where God separated me from my family, when I came to varsity in South Africa in another country, God started rebranding me. God started recreating me. God started completely taking out everything that I knew mm-hmm. and started creating this completely new person. And I, and I always say that I love home and, I, and I'm incredibly grateful for my background and I absolutely love my family. But there are certain things that God would have never been able to breathe out in my life without that separation, which was preparation for my journey, where God really started pouring the word of God into my life. And now I teach the word of God. I can take scripture. I can dissect it. And all of it is Holy Spirit taught. You know, mm-hmm. It is something that, that God literally deposited inside of me after separating me from, from, from where I came from. Oh, my goodness. There is just so much, even in your journey that I can identify with, and I'm sure even some of the listeners who are listening in right now, because 
even just talking about the separation, you know, and sometimes the separation happens when we are younger or the separation occurs in our adulthood. And it can be very uncomfortable and it can be scary because it's basically you are separating and you are allowing the Lord to come in and rebrand you and renew you and begin to really give you identity. And sometimes, well, most of the time when God's doing that, it doesn't always agree or it's unable to happen in the place where we thought we would always be planted. And I love how you have even come to that place of resolve, just even in your story and in your journey, because I'm sure that resolve has helped you to be able to embrace all of the gifts and the revelation and the tools that the Lord has given you to now release to us as millennial women, as women who are like, man, I need that anchor, you know? And I know for me, even personally, I grew up in a charismatic church, a non-denominational and my first encounter with the Lord, it was his presence. Right. And it was just like, oh my gosh, people are running around. There's flags, there's freedom. Jesus is there. And I remember telling my mom when I was like in high school, I'm like, I want to be a revivalist. I just want to see miracles, signs and wonders. But then I realized that, wow, I was so, you know, drunk in his spirit and wanting more of his spirit that I had not matured a hunger for his word. And hearing you communicate how the word of God has really anchored you to where it's given you identity. It's it's allowed your emotions and your mind and just even just the clutter that comes from the world, that comes from the enemy, that word is able to demolish, remove, bring clarity and allow you to see who you really are. And I feel like as women right now, we really need that. And it's not just women who are in the world, it's even women who are in the church who have been told what they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to act. So you said a key word in there, which is host. And I know that this is even the theme and the purpose behind your uh, brand and what you create and do. But what does it look like to host his presence or host heaven in your everyday life? Mm, So, so good. Such a good question. I think that every single one of us, you know, I, I, I encounter a lot of women who say, I, I might, I don't really know my calling. I don't yeah. really know uh, the gifting that is over my life. I'm still trying to search for my, my personal calling. And I always say to, to, to the women that I speak to that your first calling is to romance the heart. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you weren't a teacher. Um, Natasha, imagine if you weren't a preacher. Imagine if you weren't an evangelist. Imagine if you didn't function in the prophetic gift sometimes. Imagine if you were not any of those fivefold or sevenfold or however many folds they are. Imagine if your first and initial assignment or imagine if your only assignment was to just romance the heart of the Father. Imagine if you were just content being loved and being in love with God. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that that's where true ministry is birthed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place of just deep, ro- deep romance between heaven and you. Deep romance between the Father and you. I think that a lot of us sometimes run into the field. We run into the battleground as, as soldiers in the army. 
a lot of us are sometimes running into the battleground because we do realize that there is a gift over our lives and we're being told that there's an anointing over our lives and we neglect the place where everything begins. And one of the, the people in scripture that I absolutely love whose journeys I love and which many people will likely guess at this point is David. Mm-hmm. I mean, David started in that secret place where nobody was watching. Yeah. Nobody was keeping scores. Nobody had a phone and was taking screenshots of David killing, killing bears and lions he's in a secret place where it's not about a performance it's not about how many people you gather around for a conference it's not about how many people you win over to christ it's not about how many people uh sign up for your e-course it's not about how many people attend your church and how big and grand your church is it's just about loving on jesus imagine if the if the marking scheme was just how much you love him how much you love him how many of us would be passing the taste. Mm-hmm. You see, that's why it was so important for me to really create a tool that allowed us to reveal us to us. Mm-hmm. Come on, because we don't need yeah. anybody to reveal us to us because then we, we then say, well, maybe the preaching was judgmental. Uh, the preacher went way too deep. The preacher was, uh, they were talking about my issue because I shared my, my struggles with them. We need to get, a, get get to a place where we're able to see us for who we truly are mm-hmm. and not and not see us for what we we think we are or what people tell us we are just because we are public figures and we have a huge uh, platform and 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 you you would know you've got a massive platform and it's very easy for people to think that you're okay just because you've got a massive following but there are times when you are hungry there are times when you are dry there are times when you know for a fact that that personal relationship with God is not as it used to be and so for me the simplest definition of hosting heaven is romancing the heart of God. When you are having conversation with with the father, are they organic? Are you able to look at something and in a situation where you would have called your friend and said, let me tell you what I saw, you're able to say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you think about that? You know, and you're able to have a laugh with him because because you're actually not a gossiper. You're you're a woman who who actually connects with heaven, where you're able to enter into a boardroom as a woman um, and things happen in there. And apart from, uh, you know, from you taking what happened in that boardroom and 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 telling your coach your you know your business coach or mentor about it the first person you talk talk to as you go back into your office is holy spirit Thank you so much for, for, for that victory. Thank you that when I spoke, there was authority in my voice. Voice, Holy Spirit, did I make sense? Did I, you know, did I did I connect with 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 my team members? You know, how 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 personal is your relationship with them? How organic is that conversation that you have with them? Do you wait until you come home and, and get on your knees and you 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 have to confess your sins first? Or it's it's a conversation that you have on the bus, it's the conversations that you have in your car with them. The laughs that you have with them the small gentle nudges that you hear him speak into your mind he's funny god is funny he's hilarious he he you know he will point out some of your issues and you're like listen we've been working on that character trait why why isn't it sorted and you 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 have your small little chuckle and people look at you and think what what are you laughing at i'm having a conversation with the holy spirit Right. And so for me, it's just romancing the father, the the heart of the father, being in love, knowing for a fact that it doesn't matter if I wake up and and I'm no more. I know I'm in good standing with my with my daddy. And you have a husband, you know, there are times when you don't even have to really talk specifically verbally to him, but you know, you're good. 
right? You know your connection is strong. You know for a fact you're, you're on good terms with, with your husband. You haven't knelt down and spoken to him. Well, I'm, I'm kind of giving a, an example, but you know for a fact that you're good. And I want to ask the audience, I want to ask the women that are watching this, uh, this podcast, are you good with God? Are you romancing the heart of God to a point where you might not have spoken to him in the morning, but you know you're good because the conversation is always, is constantly happening. And so I encourage women to really work on that personal relationship with the father to really create a fun, um, exciting, adventurous, creative relationship with God that doesn't have to be by the, it doesn't have to be by the book. It doesn't have to look like um, your pastor's relationship or your, your first lady's relationship or the elder in church's relationship. It has to be your own personal, unique story and journey that you have cultivated through romancing the heart of God because you have spent time with him in, in the secret place. Wow, y'all, Mike Giraffe. I, I, am, Melody, you are filled with his presence. You know the real Jesus, okay? Because as you speak, it's like honey. It's like, it's just, it's pricking the heart. And I'm sure the ladies who are listening, you're like, oh my gosh, listening to God speak through you, it makes me want to literally get off this interview and go sit at the feet of Jesus. And I think we have to be reminded over and over and over again, the importance of that simple yet powerful act. And I agree, like in our society today, it's very much, how many likes do I have? How many courses am I selling? And to be honest, even with the success that the Lord has given us, I found myself in that cycle as well of just like, oh my goodness. Okay, Lord, like, because even, even for me, this was not what I thought God was going to do in my life. Like I just knew I loved Jesus and I wanted to help other people fall in love with him and encounter him in the way that I did. And so with God using us in different ways as a couple and having children and learning, how to cultivate his presence in different seasons. Just even recently in the, in the last two years, it's like the Lord has been revisiting me again with getting back to that place of romance to that back to that place of like, okay, Natasha, you moved to a whole different state, right? I'm from California. I moved to Chicago. I moved into a new culture, even just spiritually. And I realized that I had got kind of boggled down by religion or I got boggled down by what I thought people wanted me to be and how I was supposed to act to where it began to suppress who I was in Christ to where my value system for our relationship began to decrease, girl. And like, I was talking to my husband last night, you know, he's on his way home from a, a business trip. And I, and I, I realized I put my pastor, I put the leaders, the elders, people that I wanted affirmation from and acceptance from, I put them on the altar. I put God as number five. And how many of us do that unconsciously because we're just trying to survive or we're just trying to be accepted. And I just started weeping and the Lord is just reminding me who I am and saying, Natasha, like I didn't make you by accident down from how you look to how you communicate to how you process everything. Like it came from me. So I'm now at 34 years old with Mary, <laughs> with three children. 
I'm now entering into a new phase of relationship with God and relationship with his word. And I think just even hearing your story of just even as a young girl, you know, as a teenager, now into your adulthood and now as a married woman, how that value has been there, even in moments where maybe you didn't, you know, value it as much. God was always there showing you, okay, no, like daughter, this is my word. And I've called you to preach it. I've called you to teach it. I've called you to live it because there's a generation of women who are going to need what I'm placing inside of you. So I just want to thank you for your yes. I just thank you for your yes, sister, because you're you're really just blessing me right now personally in my walk. So you kind of briefly went into just even, you know, what it looks like to host heaven. And how did you know that God was saying, OK, now it's time for you to now go public with this, where I want you to create a YouTube channel. I want you to uh, do a yearly conference. I want you to create videos on affirmation and just because you cover everything, I think, for just the Christian woman's, you know, lifestyle. So like, when did you know that God was saying, okay, daughter, it's time to take it to this level? Yeah. So, you know, my story is like many women's stories. God had me wait and he had me wait for a very long time. <laughs> um, um, I think I took about, about a decade um, of God just shutting my mouth, <laughs> um, literally going into my local church. Um, I was serving in the worship team and uh, very, very low key. And it was in the small instances and small situations where I would be given one odd opportunity to like maybe minister in worship where the presence of God would just move with so much might and power. Um, and and even when, when when that would happen, God would still take me back into the background again. And I remember in that season, a lot of people would come and say, how come you don't lead worship a lot more? Every time you lead, something happens. The presence of God moves and God was, was working on my ability to receive praise, teaching me how to give it back to him. And so God had me in the space where he was hiding me at the back. And I'm grateful that my then pastors cooperated with it. And I think this is, this could be a lesson to somebody that's watching and you probably left a church and maybe in your head you thought maybe it's because I, I didn't get a lot of opportunities. God has seasons where we're in hiding. Mm-hmm. We are intentionally in hiding because he is working from within. He is depositing certain things into our spirits. He is maturing the gift, uh, the ability of the gift to, to know it is there and yet still to be meek enough to suppress itself even when it knows it can be relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very easy for you to create your own path, start your own journey without God sending you and believe that God has assigned you without him releasing you. Um, and so for 10 years, literally, I knew there was a call of God over my life. The Holy Spirit had given me a promise that every time you hold that mic and you minister in worship, I am going to move. People are going to, you're going to minister healing, oil and a healing anointing as you minister. I knew all of these things and still had to have the maturity to, to, to sit on the gift mm-hmm. <laughs> until God released me. Uh, I knew that God was going to uh, cause me to speak to women. Uh, God had, had given me uh, the assignment in a dream, uh, shown me the, 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 even the, the continents it would touch. And yet still God was saying, sit on it. And so for a very long time, you know, people would say, why don't you preach? Why don't you go? Why don't you sing at other places? Why don't you, unless God gave release, I would not, I would stay Mm. in my local church. There came a time when God finally gave me release to start a YouTube channel. Mm. And so I started a YouTube channel, very humble beginnings, literally in my dorm room. 
um, I was in, in varsity. And God just said, I want you to start. I didn't have, I remember I didn't even have, I had a phone at that point. And I started with my phone. Um, very humble beginnings. I would use a stack of books as a tripod. Um, I, I remember I was in this very small little dorm room uh, on the wrong side of the sunrise. So essentially the only time that I would get the natural light was three and four in the afternoon and so I knew my content had to be ready between three and four <laughs> and I knew that I had like a 30 minute uh, gap to 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 film my content and so I'm coming from a place where literally it was absolutely nothing no resources and I've seen the hand of God literally build his own vision uh, one of the things that I talk about in hosting heaven all the time and I declare it as an affirmation is that God knows the amount of work we're supposed to do and all of it is already provided for I'm going to repeat that for somebody that has an assignment, that is a vision, that is a ministry. God already knows the work that you're supposed to do in 2021. And all of it is already provided for. Because I've seen God literally um, tell people, tell somebody to come and seed um, and saw a camera. Our first camera was sold by somebody that said, God spoke to me in a dream <laughs> and said, I, we, need to, we need to sew this, um, this camera into the, into the assignment right? That was when God had given the release. And I do still believe up until today that had I gone, I actually gone ahead of God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to receive the, the level of favor that we have encountered in hosting heaven. And so there came a time when God said, I want you to start a YouTube channel. Um, and God never spoke about the books. God never spoke about the branches, the conferences, the planners, the study guide. God just said, just start a YouTube channel. And I think this is a lesson as well to women that are watching that when God gives you your assignment, sometimes he's not going to reveal every single thing at one go. God will give you enough for you to take the next step. You actually have absolutely no understanding to what God wants to create out of that one word if you just give him your yes, if you give him obedience and if you move in faith even without the resources. Because from the YouTube channel, God then breathed out the book called Hosting Heaven. And from the book, God then gave birth to the study guide. From the, from the study guide, God get, then gave birth to the planner. It's an annual planner. From the planner, God has given birth to small little meetings called Hosting Heaven branches that we have at the beginning of every year, which are almost like vision, uh, vision setting and vision planning sessions. And from those small little branches where we would sit as 10 women in a coffee shop, uh, God has breathed out hosting heaven conferences. And so I just want you to give him your yes. I want you to give him your yes and start giving him your yes, even if he hasn't given you the release to go out and actually establish that vision. Because like David, there are moments when we have to be in the wilderness, where we have to kill bears in silence, where people have to call us in the, in the, in the middle of the night and say, I have a sick child, pray for them. And you pray for them and, and a miracle happens and that child starts walking and talking and everything becomes normal at two in the morning and you still wake up at seven and you still wake up and go to your local church and nobody knows your name. Um, there's going to be moments when you're going to uh, be invited somewhere and uh, maybe maybe a woman who's barren just says, I sense that God wants you to pray for me. You're going to pray for them. They're going to give birth to a, you know, they're going to conceive. They will call you a couple of months later. They'll tell you your prayer has worked and you still need to go back to your local church and still be your pastor's armor bearer and tell absolutely nobody about it. David never, he never took his, his victories and told his brothers and told his father, he was allowing God to perfect and purify the gift. And I believe that these times of, of, of hiding that God places us in, 
He is perfecting the gift and the gift carrier so that by the time God releases you and reveals you to the world, you are mature. Your gift has been sifted. It has been filtered of all impurities. And when you come, you know who you're representing. You know where the glory is supposed to be directed to. You know who you're lifting up in your message. And, and you, are, you are fully aware of, of, of the message and you're able to rightfully articulate it because you've been working on it in those seasons of hiding. So really, really God at some point said, I've given you release. And it started with the YouTube channel and God began to birth out even, even more things from that YouTube channel. So one yes will lead to multiple things that will completely alter your destiny. And that's my encouragement to somebody. Say that one yes. Say that one yes, ladies. Say that one yes. And don't reject the hiding season when it, wherever he has you at because he is... He's refining you and he's preparing you. So that's an encouragement to just, you know, trust him in the process, trust him in the waiting, trust him with your life, trust him with all of who you are, because he is a good father and he's faithful to complete what he started in you. We just have to believe, surrender and say yes. I want to ask you just even in regards to like this channel, helping women all over the world, can you share like possibly an example or like even just a story of how your channel and the resources that you've created, how it's impacted other women? I'd love to hear that just like a testimony or maybe just, man, how are women applying these scriptures and what is like kind of the story with that? It's so exciting to see what God has been doing with these affirmations, because um, I think like we were sharing just just before uh, this interview mm-hmm. that you actually found me through the through, through the affirmations. Yeah. Um, and I was actually sharing with you how there was so much resistance when God said, um, I want you to do uh, Bible based affirmations. And I want you to specifically call them affirmations. Don't call them declarations. Don't call them prophetic utterances like mm-hmm. any uh, normal Christian would, because there's a specific set of women who still go to church on a Sunday, but on a Monday morning, they still need to remind themselves of the word of God, look themselves in the mirror and to speak forth to their own souls and to speak forth to their own spirits and to continue to remind themselves who they are in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And and God was saying there's a lot of content out there, but very few is Bible-based, which is you know, uniquely laced with with scripture uh, Mm -hmm. so that women can remind themselves of who they are in God. And so God specifically told me to actually use affirmations. And he was saying, there's women who are going to be looking for normal affirmations who are still believers. I want you to intersect that woman as she's looking for random affirmations. I want you to intersect those women who don't know Christ. who are going to bump into your affirmations, play for a couple of minutes and ask themselves, what am I listening to? Yeah. You know, but then they're going to keep listening for a couple of more minutes. And by in those couple of minutes, you would have infused the word of God into their spirits and you've already sowed a seed. So I knew I was specifically intersecting into a sector and a niche that many Christians don't really enjoy entering into. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that it was the heart of God in his own wisdom for him to really capture a certain audience. And I think for me, some of the testimonies that really stand out is this one lady that came to the Hosting Heaven Conference, the 2019, it must have been the 2019 one. Once again, she had also found, uh, found our channel through the affirmations and she wanted a scholarship. She actually wanted a scholarship. And so she took one of our affirmations. She wanted a scholarship. She was in South Africa and she wanted to study abroad. 
a lot of difficulties had been taking place with her actually getting her visa. She takes one of these um, affirmations and she just stops speaking them over her, her, her journey, over her life, you know, just pumping her, her faith up by infusing the word of God. Long story short, she has been abroad. I think it's been a year or so now. And she literally had to come back and say, you know what? It was the word that you spoke through those affirmations that I kept on repeating to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most uh, watched affirmations that we also have on the channel is for single women. I got married in my 30s, so I consider myself one of the late, later ones. Mm-hmm. I don't really like using the word late because I believe that God's timing is perfect. Yeah. But many of my peers that are in the in the later stages, maybe in your 30s, you 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 are you are discouraged. You have gone through a lot of heartbreak. You've lo- you've gone through a lot of disappointments. Um, there's even a lack of faith there that God still remembers you in the in the mm-hmm. area of, of relationships or in the area of actually marriage. Um, and so I specifically just looked at my journey and I said, what are my pain points as, as a single woman? And I wrote affirmations for single women, things that I would tell myself daily. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm loved of God. You know, I'm using this season to prepare myself for my husband. My husband is somewhere out there and he's waiting for a woman like me i'm not forgotten you know god remembers me and i'm learning to be a great wife for my husband mm-hmm. and it's probably one of our most watched and most listened to affirmations because i think that there, there's pain points in there that we always have to use the word of god as a bandage to cover we can't use um a facade of confidence on social media to cover our pain points we can't use the world's remedies. We can't use articles that we find in magazines, worldly magazines. We've got to take the word of God and we've got to create our position as single women. You know, and so that's one of the affirmations that, that I get a lot. I get a lot of emails on, on that one. Someone will say, uh, I just come from a heartbreak. This has really affirmed me as a single woman. Now I'm actually learning to love my journey and I'm understanding its purpose. And this season is a mistake that God is working something inside of me. And so I get excited when when people tell me that um, the word of God is working because the word of God does work. Yeah. And I feel like you just speak it out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And just, you know, like Melody was sharing in regards to me finding her channel, that's how I was introduced to her was through YouTube. And I was looking for a page that could share with me affirmations, but not just in a traditional way, like how you were saying, like, it's like, oh, you know, prophetic declarations, because, you know, like I can get that from my church, or I can get that from a book that I have at home. But I was looking for something that was unique, something that like, where I could be still and I could be quiet. And, you know, I can't wait for Melody to share with you guys just how you guys can connect with her. Because I know that once you, you know, go to her channel and you connect with like all of the resources, she has like hundreds of videos that covers meditations on certain uh, biblical figures in the Bible, right? Where meditations on the story of Ruth and it's like 15 minutes and she goes through the story and then she prays and then you get to breathe and be still. It's just so heavenly. It's something that you can definitely incorporate into your morning routine, into your day routine. She also has just even lifestyle videos to help you to be um, even more productive in your life. And it's just literally a place if you're wanting to grow in virtue, if you're wanting to grow in the knowledge of God and how you can walk, you know, righteously in your purpose, like, you know, this is the channel for you. So 
Melody, I would love for you before we end this interview is share a word of encouragement just with you, you know, talking and us going through the questions and you sharing your story. What do you feel like the uh, listeners need to hear before we uh, end this conversation? I think I think there was such an, an oil that I was sensing on that word, romancing the heart of the father. Um, I think that we're just in times when God is really forcing us to come back to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> basics is, is you sitting on your bed, opening your Bible and having a chat with God and truly connecting with him and asking him, how are we doing? Are you happy with me? Do you still, even if you have to ask the questions that are so obvious and that have answers in the word, do you love me, God? Um, I'm not feeling really loved in this season. Uh, how can I connect with you better? Is my family well? You know, if you have uh, if you have children that are sick or relatives that are sick, what's your plan and your purpose for them? You know, like truly having a deep and authentic, fulfilling relationship with God. Because a lot of us have been too busy, too busy building the aesthetics of ministry, building the brand, looking yeah. for the brand colors, um, looking for <laughs> the the right social media platforms to use for the meetings. Uh, making sure that the worship team uh, records the, the, the videos right or making sure that we're uh, purchasing a bigger venue. And God is like, let's, let's shut that down because, because truly that's not what I asked, asked of you. I actually just asked for your heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sensing that, that there's a woman watching um, and, and I mean, I, I, I'm just sent an assignment today to, to let you know that what God has been looking for, what he has always been looking for from you is your heart. And we could have all this work and if there's no hut involved and if there's no safe space, this beautiful, sweet space where the two of you can meet and you can have a chat and you can encounter each other and love on each other and you can wake up the next day knowing that you're good and you're right with God, mm-hmm. then all of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many, um, doesn't matter how, how many followers, it doesn't matter how, how beautiful and how big the, the organization is, the compliments you're getting. Um, you've got to make sure that that space is, of connection is well. And so I just want women to go to the heartbeat of, of, of this relationship, which is romancing the heart of God, hosting heaven. And I, I tell women, be creative. Have your own personal, unique relationship with God that doesn't look like your husband, that doesn't look like your boyfriends, that doesn't look like your pastors. I like candles, and so I'll light a candle, and I'll open a journal, and I'll do a bit of journaling, and I'll, just, I'll say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to be doing a bit of journaling. Please be with me. We'll journal together, um, and, I'll, and I'll chat to him. Um, I, I have this uh, small little space where I literally just... Um, I literally just walk from my office uh, to the small little place uh, while I'm going home. Um, and it's like four, it's a four minute walk. And I have learned to, to consecrate those four minutes to God because I've sensed God, the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to give me those four minutes. And I've been enjoying the beauty of his presence. Literally, when I step out of my office from work, I literally feel like I'm not walking alone. Right. So find these small little portions in your day where you can encounter God in your own unique, special way. For me, it's that walk. For me, it's lighting that candle. It's, it's the journaling. Um, for me, it's um, playing a little bit of worship music while I'm cleaning my dishes, right? I found smaller portions where I can reconnect my spirit to his spirit and download the heart of the Father for that day or download the heart of the Father concerning the season. I've downloaded the heart of the Father concerning nations, downloaded the heart of the Father concerning hosting heaven, the brand by just taking those two minutes that I'm just sensing a pull into his presence, right? So learn to host heaven. If it means being so um, ever so technical and saying every time I walk to the printer at work, 
right? When I walk to the printer and I come back that one minute, I always want to wanna have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Every time I walk into the cafeteria for a cup of coffee, I want to make that walk into the cafeteria just a time consecrated to God. I would use that minute and a half to just reconnect with heaven every single time so that you have these small little places in your life places where you connect with heaven, right? It, it, it's not about going home and kneeling and, and being religious. It's about finding s- small little portions in your journey where you can romance the heart of the father. And that's my encouragement to the women that are watching. Find small little unique ways to romance the heart of the father. Hallelujah. Amen. And I felt like as you were saying that, you were freeing a lot of women, you know, a lot of women who have minimized their relationship with God on, you know, being on their knees and having to have this perfect schedule, you know, to where if my schedule isn't perfect, if I don't do it at this time or do it this way, or use these highlighters or use these pins when I'm journaling, then my time with God is ineffective. And I just love it, you guys. I mean, we all have the ability and the power to host heaven. It's just a decision. It's asking the Holy Spirit, give me a greater level of awareness and sensitivity, how I can incorporate and involve him into my day. Because I feel like many times we grieve the Holy Spirit and we grieve him by just going on with our day and never acknowledging him and just acting like, okay, he's only here when I need him or when there's an emergency, but no, he wants to be a part of your day. He wants to be a part of your decision-making and he wants to dwell with you. So Melody, thank you so much. I want my audience to be able to connect with you. And I definitely will have to have you back for something, just even with the Her Freedom podcast, what God is doing with this. This is uh, one of my yeses to him, you know, so I'm excited to see him reveal what's next. And it's just been such a pleasure and honor and joy to be with you. Um, and to hear your heart. So how can my audience connect with you if they want to get in contact with you, if they want to see some of your content, how can they do that? Well done for this. Yes. I'm excited to see how um, the podcast just pours into women, blesses women. um, And well done for that. Yes. Because I I know that sometimes it can be difficult. Mm -hmm. You can tell yourself, um, you know, I I have a lot on my plate, Jesus, you know, (laughs) so many excuses to you. So I I just really want to celebrate you uh, for the work that you're doing, the women that you're touching, incredible work that God is doing through your ministry. I love it. And as soon as I got an invite, I came running. And when the next invite comes, I will totally come running. (laughs) And so for the, the women that are watching that would like to um, connect with the work that we do at Hosting Heaven, I have a YouTube channel called House of Hosting Heaven. On that platform, you will be able to, to find guided Bible-based uh, Christian meditations just so you can anchor yourself in silence and literally in, envision a Bible study, but in the form of a guided meditation. Very beautiful. Affirmations videos, you know, um, on so many different topics that are pain points to women. We want to infuse the word of God into your spirit by you listening to these affirmations. We literally take scripture and we infuse it into affirmations that you can speak over your your personal circumstance. Also have lifestyle videos. So ranging from any, literally any corner of a woman's life. And we also have Hosting Heaven conferences that we have as well on that virtual platform. So it would be nice for you to connect with our 2020 Hosting Heaven conference. All of it is free, obviously, on the, uh, the YouTube channel. 
I also have a book called Hosting Heaven. You might be seeing it somewhere. Uh, that is my book. That is the first baby that uh, that I gave birth to uh, by God's leading. And that literally is what gave birth to everything that I have just really birthed out for, for God's kingdom and um, that has just been serving women. This book is available on Amazon. Um, it has a study guide and you can actually order it on Amazon and it will be delivered to you uh, literally everywhere across the world. We've got a new offering that is also available. It's uh, Hosting Heaven Planner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's available in hard copy, but we can only literally just courier it around South Africa. So at the moment, there is a digitally editable planner that you can purchase on our website, um, www.hostingheaven.online. Encourage you to get um, yourself a, a digitally editable PDF um, incredibly inexpensive, but it's 115 pages that will create structure in your spiritual journey that will help you to be accountable to yourself, that will help you look at you and ask yourself if truly um, you you have really been walking the journey with God. And so I hope that you, you'll be able to connect with any of these tools or you can just connect to our free content on my YouTube channel. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come on my channel, you should just say Natasha sent you. <laughs> Natasha sent you so that I can say hi. Yes, you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm going to make sure that all of this information, all the goodness that she just talked about is put into the show notes so that you can connect with her. I'm actually, after I get off of this interview, I'm going to go on Amazon and order her book and her study guide because I can see me and a few friends go through that um, just even now in the season of life that we're in. So I encourage you guys to get your hands on these resources and begin to apply it to your life. Um, and please connect with her, you guys. And like she said, let them know that, hey, I heard you on the Her Fatal podcast and I love this interview. So please, you guys, if this episode blessed you, I want you to share it with your family, your friends, your coworker, anyone who needs some encouragement. I want you to do that. Please, you know, even leave comments on how this episode ministered to you. And again, it's always a pleasure and honor to have you a part of my audience, each and every one of you that come to listen. It's a treat. And I just simply love getting to hang out with you guys and grow with you and learn with you. Because like I said, I'm imperfect. I need more and more of Jesus. And my heart behind even creating this podcast is that we would be able to hear the stories of women who are just like us, who are on the journey of Uh, discovering their purpose and their call and who God has made them to be. So thank you so much, Melody. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Her Freedom Podcast today. I don't take it lightly that you took the time to listen in. I pray that you were encouraged and reminded that you are not alone. Please don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone who you feel would be blessed by this episode. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Natasha Ann Miller, or you can go to my website, natashaannmiller.com to stay connected. I look forward to hanging out with you in the next episode. And remember that her freedom is your freedom.